0: The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may
1: appear as live Welcome to Hope Rains, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope Where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella.
2: Well, welcome to Hope Reigns my name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my friend, Mr. Mike Fiella. Mike, how are you, my friend? We have not I, haven't, I feel like I haven't seen you yeah. in, in a week.
0: Well, you've been busy. Well, let me ask you a question. I am doing great good. this morning. Good. Uh, good. I just love the vibrancy of a nice snowfall up in uh, western New York where we're recording. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah, a little shoveling, but hey, that's all good. <laughs> but I haven't seen you. You've been busy. Uh, you've been, you know, uh, what from tupelo to where else to where else yeah give, give it, us a little bit it
2: has been a crazy week and speaking of shoveling you know our listeners across the country down in texas yes and mississippi and Tennessee. And Missouri, and you know, at our Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, this past week it was okay. minus three degrees, four degrees below zero. Unheard of in oh, some of those places. Yes, and and watch some of our some of our southern friends navigate mm-hmm. snow, Mike. I tell you, some of these fifty-year-old men and women, <laughs> you know, you think they were like seven years old again, going outside and sledding and trying to make snowmen. And well, um,
0: it was funny. My wife and I were watching all all over the country the news the other night about all over the country that. The the weather we're talking about, and you know, the announcer said, and they don't know how to drive. Now we're in Western New York. My my wife says, "Yeah, and around here they don't know how to drive either." (laughs) It is a tough go, but especially if you have not, you're not used to
2: it. Yeah, well, a lot of ice storms down south. There's been a lot of power outages and and a lot of challenges. And listeners, um, just know that we we have. We think of you. We pray for you. Uh, the community has been impacted by lack of power or or the way they turn power on and off. What, what do they call that? Where they kind of control the power, rolling power out. out, out yes, Ro- yeah, it's rolling. Yeah, they rolling. A lot of our friends in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done a lot of uh, rapid response and disaster trips down in Disa- down in Texas. And and this week I've had a lot of texts from. My friends saying, okay. you know, we, we, we get our heat up to fifty five degrees and then goes off for three hours and we get oh our boy. heat up to fifty five and you gotta remember, they're not used to this, Mike. Yeah. You and I grew up in Buffalo, New York, yeah. right? Where that's July in Buffalo. Well, and that's the
0: thing. We were, when we were watching it, it was my wife and I and I you know, I, I'm sorry. Part of my mind was, oh, come on, like we, we do this every day. But then you realize they don't, and well, that's really difficult. It's
2: not only that they don't, but they don't have the equipment to handle that's that. It. So you know, our yeah. national headquarters. And by the way, welcome. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Rains. It's a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. No, this is not the Weather Channel. But we're <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna just poke and have some fun here for a couple of minutes. But we travel the country and we help people after natural disasters. Uh, we have helped uh, 53 different communities. Uh, following a disaster within a day or two. Tornadoes and flooding, hurricanes, yes, snowstorms, windstorms, and so much more. And then we have another arm where we build facilities for those rescued from sex trafficking, so natural disasters and human disasters. Again, 8daysofhope.com for more information. But we're based in Tupelo, Mississippi, and you you know right now, today, this day, we are busy. We have 55 skilled professionals building our fifth facility across the country that is going to be used in Northeast Mississippi to provide hope to those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. Mm. And as you know, Mike, that's not a fun subject to talk about. It's the fastest growing crime in the world. And today's guest is Anne Reed. She'll be joining us in a little bit. Anne is one of the leaders of Transformation Garden. And that's where we're at today. And that's where I was this past week. Now, Mm. I I didn't get dirty on this one like I did over in Indianapolis where I painted a little bit. But man, oh man, if you – I tell you, listeners – when you bring 55 skilled people who oh, don't yeah. work with each other on a daily basis and you watch God move, it was amazing what they've accomplished this first week, Mike. They have like 8,000 square feet of flooring, ceramic flooring, not not something where you just nail in okay. real quickly, but ceramic flooring was installed in the first four
0: days, Mike. Okay, well, you're an observer there, obviously. Uh, I, I don't see any dirt underneath your fingernails. <laughs> no, but my, my question is that many skilled people, 55, you said? Yes, sir. How do they manage that where somebody's the boss and somebody's the. Yeah, that, I mean, but that's, a great that's the body of Christ working. But what did you observe with that?
2: You know, we are our new Safe House construction manager Adam Hames, who just started with us on February first. He's leading the project, but what he does, and, and I love how he leads. He he has leaders, uh, he has four leaders that 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 talk to him nonstop, and those leaders okay. lead people. So you have oh, someone overseeing yes. the drywall, and this leader of drywall. Uh, we'll have three crews putting drywall in three different rooms, and he's managing and making sure that we're doing things in excellence. And if there's any problems, he's there. Now, there's some other problem. He runs the Adam, mm, and so it's really okay. Adam managing four or five leaders, and those four or five leaders managing the other fifty. But but Mike, you know what they did is it's it's a, it's a U-shaped building, and it's in Northeast Mississippi. We okay. can't tell you where where it's at because it's a safe house sure. that will be uh, providing a free place for ladies adult women this is an adult facility okay. they're going to be set up to uh, host and, and help 20 young ladies at a time wow and so they have you know places for 20 ladies to sleep. Uh, they have the bathroom facilities, uh, you know, an amazing kitchen, and dining hall. But it's a beautiful facility, but it's a U-shape. And so we had our drywall team working on one side of the building while the flooring team was putting the flooring, and then they switched. Oh, my. And so, it. and you know what's cool about this is you have professionals who normally leave people on their own or have their own businesses and, and they kind of check their egos at the door.
0: That is awesome. And
2: they just, they tell the leaders, what do you want me to do? Mm. And now these are guys who lead businesses. Some of them okay. very successful businesses, very large businesses. But now they come and, and they grab a screw gun and they said, what room do you want me to go to?
0: Really? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, and the need is so great, Steve. You know, I was reading some numbers here. 15,645 rescued young ladies or men and only 1,000. 000- 400 beds available.
2: Yeah, so those are bedrooms. So just let me explain those numbers because I think you and I Mike know exactly, you know what you're saying. So if if there's 1400 people that are rescued today out of the hundreds of thousands who are trafficked daily and weekly in America, not just in Las Vegas or New Orleans, but you know we're talking about, you know, Cranberry, Pennsylvania, and we're talking about Topeka, Kansas. I mean, this is everywhere. Everywhere,
0: yeah.
2: So you have these what, 1400 you said? Right. So you have fourteen hundred bedrooms that a person can go in and and close the door at night and feel safe, that no one's going to try to open that door. Mm. Think about that for a minute. That's right. You know, you and I last night. I know. You know, we have some unique weather right here, but probably we slept through the night really good. That's right. We felt safe. Our Mm. family felt safe. Mm -hmm. Those who've been rescued from trafficking, Mike, um, the, the emotional physical and spiritual journey that they have to start once they're rescued Hmm. is is mind-boggling to a person like you and i who've never experienced that sure
0: but again the mind-boggling figure is though the 15 say almost 16,000 are survivors but there's only 1400 beds
2: yeah and and, you know the, the average the average time that one needs to 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 start this journey and and be reintroduced to a world that not everybody is a terrible person, not everybody's looking mm-hmm. to get something for, from you and to manipulate you, uh, it, it's a journey that that sometimes takes years. You know, The mm-hmm. Refuge, it's right. the largest facility in the country for children mm-hmm. who are rescued from trafficking. Um, young lady will go there for three, four years. You know she'll mm-hmm. be seen by a dentist. Uh, you know uh, uh, she'll get the medical care she needs. She'll start her college classes. She she gets equine therapy. She gets counseling. They don't get, they don't charge them a penny. Mm-hmm. And and yet this is the body This is a great time. I say this all the time, Mike. It's a great time for the body of Christ Stimulus. to say, you know what? We're we're not only going to acknowledge that this is real, but we're going to help lead the recovery uh, of those who need help. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, just reading some statistics again, um, $150 billion business annually. Oh, man. I, I was just sitting in my chair reading this again, and, we, and we've and we talked about it. Those numbers have come out before. But this is one of those moments that it really hit me and said, Steve, wh- what can we do? How how right. do we get people? Right. How do I get motivated? How do we get people motivated to really—our churches to jump on this, or whatever agencies right. we can get engaged and involved—
2: so today's show, we're going to learn that. We're going to be talking to Ann Reed. She's one of the leaders at Transformation Garden, a facility in northeast Mississippi. Uh, Eight Days of Hope. This is our fifth project. So we've done a couple in Texas. Uh, we did one in Indianapolis, Indiana with Not Today, K-N-O-T, nottoday.org. We uh, uh, helped a, uh, an organization in western New York called PATH, People Against Trafficking Humans. And here we are uh, on our fifth one, Mike, and the need is real. And so if you're skilled with your hands, so here's the call to action. If you're gifted with your hands, you know how to paint, uh, if you know how to install drywall, if you are if you know how to install toilets, you're a plumber, an electrician, a f- someone that does flooring for a living, a carpenter, come serve with us. It's that simple. We're going to give you a great place to sleep. We're going to feed you really good. You're going to make lifelong friends, and you'll be changed forever, but you can be a part of a team that will go for as many as 14 days, as little as a week, and renovate build or remodel facility that will be used for generations to come to sure. provide hope to those who have been rescued from trafficking.
0: Not only will your life be changed, but here it is, because you're changing the life of others that so desperately need this, the, that our victims and are going to be and our survivors.
2: Talk about a legacy, Mike. You know, I was talking to a contractor. It was his first time with us. I met him this past week. We were, He was eating at our national headquarters in Tupelo, Mississippi, and we were just talking a little bit. And he said, you know, Steve, I've done this for a living. I've provided for my family. I, you know, I did pretty good. Uh, I'm in the ninth inning of my career looking to retire here in the next 18, 24 months. But he said, Steve, it hit me today when I was installing this piece of drywall that I've, that I've overseen teams who've done drywall, for hundreds, if not thousands, of facilities. He said, when I was installing that piece of drywall today, Mm. that meant something to me that I've never experienced in my entire life. Mm. I know that there's going to be somebody in this room laying their head at night, feeling safe on their way to recovery, and they're going to look at these four walls, and know sure. that this is a place that God created for her to to recover from those who trafficked her. And he said, Steve, you know, maybe the world doesn't think a lot of that. But I know that this piece of drywall will be here for 40, 50, 60 years. And the impact long after I'm gone means a lot more to me than all the homes that I built or commercial buildings I mm-hmm. worked on. And it was just it was a really sure. cool moment.
0: So. Here's the call. Skilled worker, go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. Get your name in the system. Get the information sent back to you. As we say, we're not going to blow up your, your emails. No. But here it is. At the end of the day, at this time in your life, you'll be so, so fulfilled when you use your giftings. Right. And listen, it's honorable. God gave you a great gift. You provided for your family. You you've probably blessed a lot of people You know, and donated to your church and other things. But to give... To someone that's been rescued, you know, from sex trafficking, uh, I can feel the vibe of what that drywall person felt. I wish I could do drywall, Steve. I'd go do that. <laughs> <laughs> I pick
2: we up can, my hammer, they start teach, running. We can teach you, Mike. Now they okay. don't give me any power tools. They don't trust me with power tools, but uh, uh, you know what's uh, interesting? And, and this is for women as well. Uh, women skilled. Handy women and, and skilled yes. women, you know, out of the 55, I think we had, um, the breakdown was like 40 men, 15 ladies. And, really? And some of these ladies, I tell you what now, man. Uh, Miss Marsha from Indiana, she came down, she, she <laughs> was installing drywall and she's a painter and... Man, what a hard worker. And what a sure. sweet lady. Oh, yep, I love her. Yep. Uh, email safehouse at 8 safe safehouse at 8 com, And just tell us to put your email um, address on our uh, email alert system. And, and our next couple of projects, we're kind of finalizing. But I will tell you that we will be going out west this summer, South Dakota. Uh, more on that down the road. But we know that uh, we have one, maybe two, or even three more uh, that we're going to be announcing in the near future. So mm. safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. Hey, Mike, I'm excited. I know Anne Reed. She works at American Family Association. She does some writing for them for the journal, but she's also a leader of an organization called Transformation Garden, and that's who we're serving this week as we yes. enter in our second weeks. So and we come back, um, she, she's a she's a very talented young lady, and, boy, she's got a heart for the Lord. She really does.
0: Looking forward to the interview. Yeah, should be yes. good.
2: Should be good. So when we come back, we're going to be talking to Ann Reed. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you're staying warm wherever you're at across America. I want to give a shout out to my friends in Ottawa, Kansas. I know they're listening today. I get a couple texts. That's where I went to school, Mike, in Ottawa, Kansas. Really? Yes. Ottawa. And, and AFR, who also helps out, WDCX, to get the word out about Eight Days of Hope. They have a satellite there. It's I had a text this week from a guy I used to play football with, go college with. He goes, man, every Saturday morning I listen to you and Mike. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. So anyways, shout out to Audible, Kansas. Hey, we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Hope Rains. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
1: Eight Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope.
2: 8 Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At 8 Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com.
1: Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country.
2: Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our Northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com.
1: Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. 'Cause I'm the.
2: Good morning in Central Central United States and Out West Mandisa it's a good morning Mike we play that song oh my, every my. single morning of an Eight Days of Hope Rebuild trip. It's kind of like Groundhog Day (laughs) over and over and over again.
0: But still, I feel like getting out of my chair and just dancing around the studio here because it's just a vibrant song. It brings, well, for you and I, it brings back a lot of great memories. It
2: does. For 15, well, not 15 years. I'd say probably for the last 11 of the 15 years that Eight Days of Hope has been existent. You know, we've done these 17 rebuilding trips with thousands of people, family-friendly, you know, skilled, less skilled. People like you and I, Mike, were allowed to go as Yeah. uh well me well, you, I'm, I'm more less skilled than you well, <laughs> I, I am but everyone gets to go and, and that's and that's how we start the morning
0: absolutely are we ever gonna see your daughter again in that Gumby outfit oh, that was so I memorable know. uh at her, you know, with the just jumping around and getting everybody excited, but yeah, uh,
2: her and Elizabeth Van Laningham, when they were right. younger, you know, this is you know now they're it both married. You know, yeah. Elizabeth has you know a, I think one, maybe the second one's on the way. Um But yeah, th- those are good memories. It'll probably
0: embarrass me saying that now that they're married. No, we- <laughs> no,
2: no, no, they 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 roll with the flow. But hey, um, thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I want to thank thank WDCX up here in Western New York. Um, who uh, helps us not only to produce the show and play it in Western New York and Southern Ontario, but also our friends down south, uh, where our national headquarters is at Tupelo, Mississippi, on American Family Radio. About 200 different cities, Mike, are listening today to this program. So let's try not to stutter too much.
0: <laughs> I'll do my best, Steve. <laughs> yeah, <I'll tell>
2: you. <laughs> no, you do great. You do great. But well, welcome. Hey, today we're talking about Eight Days of Hope is entering the second full week of our time of serving a ministry in Northeast Mississippi and it's a safe house for those rescued from sex trafficking. Now I know some of you are driving in the car, you got a couple kids in the back seat. Don't worry, we're not going to cross any lines where you'd have to quickly change the channel channel. but we do want to share with you what the body of Christ is doing to respond to the fastest growing crime in the world, sex trafficking. And so I want to welcome Ann Reed Ann Reed, good morning. How are you, my friend?
3: I'm doing very well. Thank you so much, Steve, and uh, just for having me. I'm very excited about it.
2: We are excited. Now, I I had a chance, Mike, to see Ann this past week when I was in Tupelo, and and she did see that I didn't do any physical work, that I was mainly talking. (laughs) But uh, Ann, it was so great to see you. Now, Ann, your full-time role in the world is you're a staff writer at American Family Association in Tupelo. That's accurate, right?
3: Yes, sir, sure is. Yeah,
2: how long have you been doing that? And maybe tell the listeners a little bit about your family situation as well.
3: Sure. Um, You know, I wish I could, I actually don't know the exact number of years I've been working. I enjoy it so much (laughs) I haven't been counting. I think it's been about uh, seven or eight years I've been at American Family Association in that particular role as a staff writer. did something a little different in radio for uh, about three years before I moved into that role, but absolutely love it. Um, my husband uh, worked for American Family Association as well. He is a producer for uh, the radio, uh, for American Family Radio. So um, it's really great to be able to to work together in that way.
0: Wow, that. Uh, but let me go back a little bit, uh, Anne. Here, I, I was reading something about how Transformation Garden actually started. You were you a part of it when they were focusing in on recovering. Uh, from addiction, uh, young ladies from addiction, and then that turned into, um, you know, the sex trafficking issue. It, were you back? Were you with it back then?
3: Well, uh, not intricately involved. Um, my husband and I uh, came on board with uh, Anchor Church, which is the the parent organ, parent church for the okay. Ministry of Transformation Garden, and about um, two years ago. Uh, and honestly, a big part of the reason why we came on board is we really felt that, that God was calling us to be a part of this ministry of, of helping sex trafficking victims.
2: So, Ann, you live in Tupelo. Now, you have one or two, you have two children, don't you?
3: Yes, two sons. Okay. Um, they are almost 20. I can't believe this. Oh almost 27. <laughs>
2: almost oh. 22. Wow. Now, Ann, I, I remember because we used to go to church at the same church that you were going to, and I remember right. them. I want to say they were like nine or 10 or 11 years old. So Mike, I'm getting old, man. Oh, uh, things oh are going <laughs> quick. Yeah. Um, and so you're a volunteer leader. You, you help in the leadership role of the Transformation Garden. Why don't we tell the listeners a little bit about Transformation Garden? When did it start? Uh, what is its main focus? And then we'll talk a little bit about the partnership between the garden and Eight Days of Hope. But let's start with the how did it start and, and what is the plan moving forward for the Transformation Garden?
3: So uh, the Anchor Church has a ministry, uh, two other ministries that are similar, that are reaching out to, uh, Mike, as you mentioned, to, to men and women who have experienced addiction. So in the process of ministering to the women in particular who had dealt with addiction in their past, uh, it was discovered that the vast majority of them, 95% or more of them, had experienced Uh, sexual uh, molestation, sexual abuse Mm -hmm. uh, in their childhood, and oftentimes that actually led to trafficking situations. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of opened up uh, the eyes of of those who were uh, entrenched in that particular ministry and led the Anchor Church to begin to uh, explore the possibility of uh, moving into this type of ministry to actually kind of hone in and focus on helping those who had been trafficked, because it's a different way of ministering to uh, women who have been trafficked versus those who have experienced addiction and not experienced that that type of trauma. Hmm.
2: So that started uh, two years ago, the, the thought of the Transformation Garden, or was that longer than that?
3: I think it was longer. I think it was about four to five years ago okay. and just got really serious about it two or three years ago sure. and like I said my husband and I came on board about um you're gonna have two years ago and have been we've just been really uh focusing in honing in on that and I've been involved um intricately uh, about eight months being involved on the board um serving as chair of the board for the transformation garden and um I actually reduced my my hours uh in my full time job still working full time but reduce my hours so that I there can focus yeah she um, went she I went from
2: like... she went from 70 to 60 mike so she, you know <laughs> good for you and that's you go. great
3: well, I actually feel like I have two full-time jobs oh, now, I know. Uh, so just a lot of planning behind the scenes. We've got a great, great board, uh, members of our uh, community here uh, in different roles within our community and just very dedicated to uh, fulfilling their various roles with mm-hmm. their particular experience and gift sets, and uh, I feel like we're moving forward in a good way.
2: You know, and I'm encouraged, Ann. I had a chance to meet some of your board members, and I know a couple of them personally uh, from my 19 years of living in Tupelo with my family. Um, and uh, you're right. You do have some um, some solid people who've, who, who are wise, uh, mm-hmm. ha- You know, can help connect dots, have a circle of influence uh, in, in their mentalities, not for their glory, but for the kingdom's glory. Uh, right. But yeah, very, very impressed. I think one of the things too, Anne, I've seen, and please don't hear this as being critical, uh, I've seen Transformation Garden in Northeast Mississippi Really starting to focus, and, and maybe, with of, of course, with your input as well, um, of, of really building that community mindset. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as, as we've traveled the country, and I know you've traveled the country, we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, mm-hmm. the community, I know that Brooke Crowder at the refuge, Mike, mm-hmm. when I ever asked her, you know, what's, like, what is like the non-negotiable to be successful? Okay. And she just said, okay. Steve, it's plain and simple. If you don't get the community involved, it will fail. You've got to get other churches, other ministries involved mm-hmm. because we're better together. And have, how have you seen that played out? So I want to talk about how you're building that sense of community to take ownership as a church to try to be a solution to this problem. And then um, I want to talk just uh, just real briefly about your time because you actually traveled with us to go and serve at the refuge down in Austin, Texas. So let's talk about the building of the community and then let's transition into your time at the refuge with Eight Days of Hope.
3: Sure. And just want to kind of backtrack a little bit. When I went and served with the Eight Days of Hope, I was actually able to interview uh, Brooke Crowder. And and yeah, so I did a story for uh, AFA on that ministry. And so, in doing that, actually, the Lord has kind of led me down a path for several years where I've had the opportunity to interview many ministry leaders. And in doing so, like, I have these takeaways. Like, my takeaway was the same (laughs) with Brooke Crowder. Like, okay, this is so hugely important. I was just blown away when I looked at that ministry Mm -hmm. and saw the community input, and it was just amazing to me. And and so the Lord used that to show me how important that is for us. And so we have been uh, really exploring that uh, in in recent months. We've had two of our large Baptist churches uh, come on board with us. Uh, one of the things that we've seen is, is that typically does not happen at the pastoral leadership level. Yeah. It, it typically happens with, with someone or a group of, of persons within a church congregation who become passionate about this, and then they go to their leadership. Um, and because it comes from inside their own congregation, then then the, that particular person or group of persons get their entire church on board. And so these these two particular churches that have come on board with us already, um, their, uh, in, the individuals in their churches are on our board. So they see the passion of our board Sorry. members, and they come in to their leadership. And so,
2: you still there, Ann?
3: Oh, I can hear you. There she is. Okay, there you go. Okay. You're
2: back. You're back. Okay. So, so go ahead. You're, you're talking about building the community of leaders and churches. And and you know you're right. I mean the church the churches you have involved in Northeast Mississippi. Um, They're the right churches to get involved because they have a lot of people who can use their gifts to help build that community. But how are you going to continue to do that, Ann?
3: Well, I think part of the way that that is going to play out is we are going to incorporate volunteers Mm -hmm. into the ministry to fulfill various roles. And I think when that happens, that will kind of organically happen uh, in the same way that some of our board members have, have gotten their leadership on board and pulled the whole church into um, into partnership. I think we'll see that with, with volunteers as well. Uh, we're also um, focusing on uh, being intentional. For instance, we have an event in about uh, a week and a half that um, we're calling Sparks Fly. Uh, you know, the Lord has put a fire within many of us, and. A lot of us we we don't know that about each other we're just kind of floating out there and so this is a a way of networking and and bringing us together and just introducing uh everyone to everyone else and and connecting and and finding the ways that the lord would want to connect us and have us work together so that's one of the ways that we're kind of doing that intentionally
0: nice nice That's awesome how you, and that's, that's the key. We talk about that so often about we're better together and and to Mm -hmm. rally the troops and the churches. But can I ask a question? Can you give us a little snapshot of what happens? You, you are presented with somebody that's been rescued and they come to your facility for the first time. How did they, how did they get there and what will they experience when they first get on the grounds?
3: So, um, our building is being built currently so we haven't had the opportunity to actually play that out completely yet but some of the ways that we've seen that come to the table so far is uh word word of mouth a lot of this comes through word of mouth Uh, then we also have uh, for instance we have two ladies who are on our our waiting list right now Uh, one uh, is is currently in prison uh, so it's coming through through law enforcement through that mechanism Um, we have another who has come through the hospital system So it's just, it's a variety of of different ways. And that's one of the reasons, you know, why we need to be connected. Uh, In order for uh, word of mouth to, to work, we have to know about each other, you know.
2: You're listening to Hope Rains. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We're talking to Ann Reed, who's one of the leaders of Transformation Garden. It's a project that today, Eight Days of Hope, is starting our eighth day of 14 days of serving Transformation Garden mm-hmm. as we help them to finish building their facility. This facility, Ann, uh, when it is full, and, and you know, Mike, you and I have talked about this so many times, we wish that mm-hmm. we didn't need to have a place for those to go because the problem wasn't here right didn't exist but it does yes and and but you're looking at and roughly um a place that will house and and come alongside 20 adult women and so let me just ask a couple questions that a listener might have and and maybe they're real quick Mm. answers maybe they're not but um will you be charging those who will be staying there with you
3: no, we will not. Uh, this will be completely taken care of um, by our, our donors, uh, by, for instance, uh, our partner churches. Uh, for instance, we have different uh, types of sponsorships that individuals, businesses, churches uh, can set up to, for instance, pay for one day of care per month for mm-hmm. one lady. Uh, Or a number of days or a month, yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. So, so there's no charge. In 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 your estimation, how long will these ladies be staying at the Transformation Garden? Is this a 90 day program? Is it a one year program? Is it a five year program? Uh, Do you kick? I don't want to say kick them out. Is there an exit? (laughs) Right. Well, I heard that said the other day. Like Mm. you know, and I don't want to steal your answer, uh, but David Ball was, was saying, Steve, you know, our heart is that you know, we would never tell someone you've got to go because you've been here too long. But what is what is the mindset behind that, Ann?
3: Uh Well, we do kind of have a very loose time frame of two years, but it's okay. very loose and absolutely not never kick anyone out because this is very, uh, it's going to be different for each individual, sure. Sure. Each, each lady who comes in in terms of the, the, the amount of trauma she has experienced and, and the, the speed at which she heals. Uh, so we're... That is totally open-ended, um, and we will work very hard to move them, phase them up, move them forward, so that um, they are able to, when when they leave the transformation garden, they can transition into a, a to a healthy, productive life.
2: So, as you know, Mike, eight days of hope is in northeast Mississippi. Rather not. Say the town, of course, just to protect uh, where the facility's at. But sure, uh, fifty-five sure. skilled professionals, mm-hmm. men and women, have traveled the country. And I know the other day you got to meet the, some of the uh, yeah. the, uh, the volunteers. Now I don't know if it was you or David, but someone said this is a little bit more mature, mature-looking group. I guess that was the way of saying, Steve, they're all your age at sixty, right? Oh, boy. Uh, but Ann, what what were your impressions? I know you had a chance to talk to many of the volunteers that came down to Northeast Mississippi. What 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 were we, what were some of your takeaways after spending some time with the volunteers?
3: Yes, uh, we had the opportunity to go and fellowship, sit down and have a meal in fellowship and fellowship uh, with all of these volunteers. And, and they're just amazing, just humble people who are there, uh, have left their, their homes, and many of them have left their, their spouses and their families to be there and probably had no idea uh, what kind of weather they would be coming into in <laughs> right, Mississippi. There I'm American... surprised. <laughs> As we were driving away, I saw a Pennsylvania license plate, and I thought, oh, they probably thought they were going to get a break from the cold <laughs> and experience some warm weather. Uh, so they were just um, really lovely people. Um, we had a little Q&A session, and they asked some really great questions and are very interested in, in, you know, they're not just there to to hammer nails and put down flooring you can tell that their heart is in this that they really care about um what's going to be taking place inside of this building uh, that they're working on that it's not just about building the building
2: so i know we got to go to break but you know we're one week into the project and i know that you've seen the project i don't know if you were there yesterday or the day before or two days ago or whenever um the, prog- the progress since the mm. team showed up and I had to leave like after the third day, uh, I went down there for three <laughs> days. I'm, I'm coming back next week uh, on Monday. But um, what what was going through your mind when, when you had a chance to walk through the building of, of the progress they're making and the speed and, and, and the, not perfection, but the, the way they're trying to do it in excellence?
3: I actually have not been able Ian! to. We have been iced no! in, see? Ian, come
2: on. <laughs> oh, I'm, well, I'm going to send you some more pictures. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I've never seen 8,000 square feet of, of ceramic flooring installed in four days oh, for free wow. anywhere in the country. <laughs> Mike, have you ever done ceramic flooring? I have not.
0: I've watched it a million <laughs> times, and it. I've loved it.
2: <laughs> I've watched it. Do you know my son-in-law, Hannah, um, okay. my oldest daughter, got married in October, and- uh, her husband came in and he does flooring for a living. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what's interesting Ann, what he said? You know, I had breakfast with him and Hannah before. He only could work one day, but I wanted him to experience mm-hmm. his first ever eight days hope event. I said, Marco, what was going through your mind? And he said, First of all, there was not one ego between the volunteers. That's good. No one had a bad word, no one made a smart owl comment, no one said, Well, you're doing it the wrong way. He said, Steve, I could not believe I felt like these people had been working together for years, and many of them were just coming for the first time together. That was his first impression. Number two, he said, now he owns a flooring company. right. He goes (laughs) – these people could come work for me tomorrow because the way they're doing it, the speed sure. and how they're doing it in excellence, he was just blown away. He well, said, Steve, no wonder why you left the corporate world.
0: Well, sure. There's so much focus, so much passion, so much. There's just energy that you're doing it for the glory of God. And, you, and, you, and you just keep, you either keep your, your, your next door neighbor, your grandkids, your kids in mind, mm-hmm. what, you know, and why you're doing it. Amen. And so that's exciting. Amen. Very exciting.
2: And we're going to go to break. Um, can you hang out for a couple more minutes? Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. Um, we're talking to Ann Reed. She's one of the leaders of Transformation Garden. And what is the website um, for Transformation Garden?
3: TransformationGarden.net.
2: .net. Okay, so I messed up yesterday. .net. Good. I got that. And you have some social media presence as well, right? You're
3: on Facebook? Yes. On Facebook and Instagram.
2: Okay, cool. Facebook and Instagram. Transformation mm-hmm. Garden. They're located in Northeast Mississippi. And uh, as we go to break, if uh, you zone out for a second, say a prayer for the volunteers today. Uh, they have come from all over the country. I know that Mike, there's volunteers there from Iowa, Minnesota, New okay. York, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and and now this is a there's a pandemic, so mm-hmm. you know we're doing it a little bit differently than, than in the past. We're spacing people out when Being they sleep, safe. and yeah. and we're and we're trying to space out and when we walk through the line. You know, we're wearing the mask and. You know We're right. doing all the things to, to try to do the best we can during a very tough time, but it's been amazing to see all those different license plates. And to your point, those from New York and Pennsylvania, they were kind of mocking our friends in Mississippi like, man, you, <laughs> you've never seen what it really means. But anyway, sure. hey, when we come back, we're going to talk to Ann Reed just a little bit more. You're listening to Hope Rains. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House Construction Ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, (laughs) 8daysofhope.com.
0: This is for the outcast, so lost control, no one knows Sing it for the can't come back, sing it for the broken past Sing it for the just found out, life is now upside down If you're looking for hope tonight, raise your head.
2: Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight in the Bible. Eight, the number, means new beginnings. And that's what Eight Days of Hope does, Mike. I'm hanging out with Mike Fiala. My name is Steve Tiber. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Um, New beginnings, Mike. We've traveled the country. 7,000 families have had their homes rebuilt, partially or totally, because volunteers traveled the country over the last 15 years. $53 million of work for free all in the name of Jesus. Every time I tell you those numbers, I see your face, man. I see your <laughs> eyes. I could tell in your eyes, man, isn't that amazing who our God is and what well, he's been doing through eight days he of hope? You said
0: $53 million worth of work, but that took almost 7,000 volunteers. Now mm. think about that number. 7,000 people heard the call, answered the call, picked up their tools, or and you don't have to... If you didn't own a single tool, you can come. We can find something yeah, for you to well, do.
2: Yeah, and we've, we've got plenty of tools as well. <laughs> but right now, as you know, Mike, we are in Northeast Mississippi, and we are entering our second week of serving Transformation Garden. Yes. It's a ministry in Northeast Mississippi that is launching after a couple years, three, four, five years of prayer and planning, where, they, where we are building a facility, helping them build a facility that's going to provide hope to 20 young mm. 20, 20 ladies Who've been right. rescued from sex trafficking? They're going to get the mental, physical, and spiritual care that you can only get uh, through an organization like Transformation Garden, an amazing organization. And this morning we have one of their leaders with us, Anne Reed, and welcome back.
3: Thank you so much, Steve and Mike.
2: So, so. Um, And moving forward, you know, I know that Eight Days of Hope will be there for another week, and I know when they leave, they're going to do all they can to get as far down the path as possible. But what is the hope and goal of opening the facility? Are we talking 30 days, 90 days, six months? What is the the game plan there?
3: Well, that's a great question. We are, as we have been from the very beginning, we are totally dependent on the Lord. Um, And as I said in our um, opening ceremonies the other night, that— Sometimes it feels like God is late, <laughs> uh, but He never is. So we are waiting on Him to bring uh, some of the key persons uh, into position, uh, some of the key staff members, and um, we d- we do have some volunteers in place, and we-, and we may bring on you know one or two ladies before we have it uh, the facility staffed the way that we uh, plan to have it staffed in the future.
0: So, and what kind of staff? members are you looking for
3: so we definitely need uh, one or more resident directors Uh, so those are individuals who will uh, as by the term resident you can probably draw from that that will actually live there in the facility Uh, so that is one of definitely one of the key positions that we need to have in place Uh, we have a couple of other uh, people who are um, Ready to um, fulfill staff roles. Uh, just the timing isn't quite ready. Uh, they're just not, the circumstances in their lives just haven't enabled them to, to move into that quite yet. Um, so we do have a little bit of time in front of us, which is good. We, we trust God's timing because. Um, there's some of the, the planning that um, we still kind of have underway to, to get things uh, best practice in place. So we're just totally trusting God's timing uh, with everything as we move forward.
2: A lot of moving parts when you put together a facility. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. facility, I think, is about 8,000 square feet. Does that sound about right?
3: Yes, I believe it's seventy five hundred, but if you add the the covered porch and those kinds of things, I think it's over eight thousand.
2: Yeah. So I used to be in sales, and I always go I, the number is always a little bit bigger for me. You know, how it is those sales those sales guys in the in the corporate world. But it's a beautiful facility, Mike. So let me describe the facility again. We can't tell the listeners exactly where it's at, but this okay. facility is in northeast Mississippi. Mm-hmm. It is a U shaped building. It's in a beautiful setting. I mean, beautiful setting. Mm. And uh, the U-shaped building, so there's bedrooms and, and bathrooms on both sides of the U. Okay. And in between the U is some beautiful glass. And when you look out of the glass, you're going to see a garden. All right. Not just you know, a garden with you know, tomatoes in it, right? Okay. Or a couple flowers. But Ann, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about the vision for what the ladies will be looking at when they're walking down the hallway through those glasses, pieces of glass.
3: So this will be a professionally designed uh, beautiful garden that will um, have uh, a lot of the uh, scriptural kind of messages running throughout the theme of the garden. So that will always be at the center, and that will actually uh, play a part in their healing process as we're able to, um, you know, instill Scripture and, and, and teach them about the things of the Lord and draw them, um, play a part in drawing them into the arms of Jesus. And so that will always be kind of a centerpiece um, that will be a, a calming and serene environment that will um, just help them to, to feel safe and loved by their Savior.
0: So so the garden has a scriptural basis to it then.
3: Yes.
2: Now the other night when uh, David Ball um was over he's he's a pastor at Anchor Church and and definitely um very passionate about what God is allowing their church and in transformation garden to do in Northeast Mississippi. The way he describes it and too as well as there'll be a babbling or bubbling brook of water mm-hmm. and you know so you've got you you know you're not only going to have the beauty of the garden but there's something about hearing the sounds of, of running water, and um, yeah. now every time he describes it, I, I get like goosebumps. I don't know why, but <laughs> he's really passionate about that garden. But but it does look like it's going to be beautiful, and we can't wait to see how that comes together uh, once we get down to the uh, the final stages. Hey, we only have a couple yeah. more minutes, and it's transformationgarden.net transformation Garden.net. Um, I know we've been talking about the spiritual journey and, and the facility. Let's talk. You, you gotta, you gotta bring this up. There's finances needed to do a project of this size. I mean, mm-hmm. th- this is not, you just don't go out and get a, you know, $10,000 grant and build an 8,000 or 7,600 square foot facility, uh, that will be used for, for generations to come. Uh, maybe share with the listeners or a church, maybe a mission pastor or a mission leader or someone who's been blessed financially, tell them a little bit about the cost that one will incur um, that will have to be paid for uh, at the garden.
3: Sure. So our estimate at this time, uh, if we're able to... um... I don't even want to word it that way, not that we're able to, if the Lord would provide uh, for the, the volunteer base to uh, cover a lot of the expenses. I mean, that, that reduces your expenses just in a huge way if you have skilled, dedicated, passionate volunteers who are able to fulfill various roles. So um, assuming uh, that that will come into play, uh, we are looking at $1,000 um, per month per resident. Uh, to cover each resident's expenses. And so we do mm-hmm. have some sponsorships available for, for individuals, groups. We have uh, one smaller sponsorship. It's called the 3510 sponsorship. It's actually based on uh, Psalm 3510. Uh, I don't know how much time I have. Can I just give that a quick read? Oh, no,
2: no. Yeah, sure. you got a couple more minutes.
3: Uh, okay. Uh, so Psalm thirty-five ten says, With every bone in my body, I will praise him. Amen. Lord, who can compare with you? Who else rescues the helpless from the strong? Who else protects the helpless and poor from those who rob them? Mm-hmm. So if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, that who should be us? Because he gives us that desire. He puts that desire within us, and he equips us to follow through. And to have that same heart that he has to rescue the poor from those who rob them. And these ladies have definitely been robbed. They've been robbed of their dignity, uh, their, their perceived value. And so we just want to play that part. And so... Uh, the the thirty five ten sponsorship is named after that scripture but it's also thirty five dollars and ten cents uh, which that's is good. the amount that it pays uh, that it costs for one day's care uh, for wow. uh, one of our residents. That's great. Um,
2: I, mean, I mean, you've made it. That's pretty simple to understand. Sure. You're thirty. Yeah. So, so maybe this week you don't take your your you know your spouse or your spouse and your child out to lunch. You, you'll surely spend thirty five dollars, but maybe that week. Say, so you know what? One week a month. We're going to set aside that thirty-five dollars and ten cents and send it to Transformation Garden, and know that for one day, um, we're going to stand in the gap for someone that's been broken-hearted as, as they continue to, right. the healing process. So, thirty-five ten, or as you said, there's been some businesses and churches saying, "You know what? We can do a thousand dollars a month. We are willing. Mm-hmm. We are willing to invest in the future of of someone who has who's been wrong to no fault of their own." and we're willing to send $1,000 a month to Transformation Garden to come alongside a young lady who's been rescued. Is there any other way? Can they donate online, Anne, or is, is that something they have to mail in, or how does that work?
3: Yes, we do have online donations. So we actually have three different sponsorships that are there. One of them is called the 112 and so that would be uh, that would pay for an entire month's care and we also I can't, can't let this go, Steve. We also have the Hope sponsorship, which is named after eight days of Hope. So that actually oh! provides eight days of <laughs> <That's> care. <great.
2: laughs> oh my gosh, now we need to talk about that, Mike. I'm yeah, sorry I'm I Mike, I'm cutting your, your closing <laughs> segment out, brother. Okay that's a good. Let's,
0: okay, let's go for it. So yeah.
2: it's a hope sponsorship. And, and explain that to the listeners, because I want to know more about it. I'm, okay. yeah. Sure.
3: Sure. So that's actually $280.80 monthly. And so that may be a situation where uh, maybe an individual can afford to pay, you know, to, to pay one $280 per month. But wow. it also is maybe a good idea for a small group to come together uh, to say, hey, let's, let's come together as a group and let's put in, um, you know, Six or eight people, and let's do a, a hope sponsorship yep. each month. Love it. Love um, well, thank yeah, you for, so. for
2: thank you for naming that after eight days old. Oh, <laughs> now Mike, you know that means you and I feel obligated. Now we got to find like a team together so <laughs> yes, we can we do do. I mean, and that's not much two hundred
0: and eighty no, and eighty cents. No, I mean come
2: on. You know these small groups that are are zooming every week because of COVID, and sure. they're part of a Bible study. What a what a practical way. Mm. For you to make a difference, and know that every penny penny. is going to come alongside someone Mm. who is in the healing process, Mm. ladies who've been rescued from trafficking. We've been talking to Ann Reed, and I I tell you, I love you. I love your husband. I love your family. I love the organization you work with. uh, You know, for your. One full-time job. Uh, you, you know, I, I've always had a kindred spirit with David Ball. He's very passionate. He said the other day, this is what he told the." Okay, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. So he tells everyone, he goes, Steve and I, we have a lot in common. We're both passionate, and yeah, we cry a lot. I'm like, oh, oh come on, oh, man. Oh, here we, you go. What do you mean by that? Come thank on. Thank you bro. very much, yeah. yeah. But, and thank you so much. It's transformationgarden.net transformationgarden.net and continue to pray listeners for the volunteers with eight days of hope as we enter in our second week of building a facility that will provide hope to 20 females uh, who have been rescued from sex trafficking transformationgarden.net or 8 days of hope.com Mike, before we let Anne go, would you pray for Anne in the ministry of Transformation sure. Garden, please? Sure.
0: Father, we're so honored to be here in the studio this morning talking with Anne, hearing her call, hearing those that have wrapped around her to help uh, just fight this fight uh, to bring young ladies healing and hope yes. and spiritual guidance, yes. physical, medical. Lord, it does take people it does take finances but it takes a god that we ask in jesus name to provide all of that continue to give her wisdom and strength with what you've given her and lord in the days to come i can see her just seeing this growing and growing and growing at your mighty hand we bless you for it and thank you for it in jesus name
3: Amen. Amen.
2: amen and thank you so much uh we really thank appreciate you. it and and thank when you. and when that ice thaws in the next two or three days because <laughs> it's supposed to be 30 you, you know i don't i don't want to have to wait till next monday to see you over the transformation gar- garden but if, if that's when it is that's what it is hey god bless you say hi to everybody and we'll talk next week
3: thank you steve All and right. Mike. Appreciate yes. you.
2: Ann Reed, one of the leaders of transformation garden you know, these facilities, Mike, this is the mm-hmm. fifth facility that 8 Days Hope is working on. And again, I always tell people, pray, volunteer, donate, pray for the ministry, sure. pray for the volunteers that during a nice storm, you know, navigating roads that normally aren't Messing with ice, right? But you know, the next week they're going to be using their gifts. You know, mm-hmm. we, we pray for safety, we pray against you know, COVID. anyone getting sick. We're praying that there's no hiccups, that we do things in excellence. But this is a time to, to pray, there's a time to volunteer. Email us at safehouse at eight days or just go to our website, eight days and sign up for our email alerts. And lastly, donate. It takes sure. money. You know, we we haven't asked anyone for a penny today for Eight Days of Hope, but it's costing us money That's right. to be there right now and using equipment and using fuel and, and all the things that we are doing for free mm-hmm. for Transformation Garden. You can donate online at 8daysofhope.com. 8daysofhope.com. We have our mailing address on our website and our Facebook page, Instagram and Twitter as well. Mike, we got a couple of minutes. What's going through your mind?
0: Uh, you know, just another uh, church and. Individuals that have stepped up and heard the cry of young ladies and young men that desperately need the help. And the way they've organized that, I'm really impressed with this 35. Uh, 35- dollars and ten cents per day yeah okay love and i it. love what they just did with Easy. the uh you know hope
2: the hope scholarship the hope scholarship yeah.
0: i mean 280 dollars and 80 cents and let me challenge folks as you're listening to this uh program today get three or four or five get your bible study together get your men's group together Please. your ladies group to, Please. you know your your prayer partners together and 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 you know go to transformation net and and put your group Please. on there and, and raise those funds you are helping a generation being rescued from a horrific right. sex trafficking sex trafficking uh situation
2: and, and, I, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna do something maybe a little bit unusual but if today if you're saying well gosh I, I like what eight D is doing I want to support them and transformation right. garden I want to support them if you're gonna have to make a choice today between those organizations so into transformation garden and the reason I say this is is they will be on the front lines there you go uh, in the next 60 days, uh, rescuing, girl, rescuing girls, rescuing uh, girls from sex trafficking, and they they need to finish a facility, and they need to put people on staff, and they're gonna have to buy food, and they've got to heat the building. Again, transformationgarden.net. Mm. You know, it's humbling, Mike. And again, we we've got like 90 seconds here, but it's it's humbling that we even need facilities like this. It is.
0: It is. Um, The facts and the figures uh, since we've been together, Steve, I remember a lunch maybe with Mm -hmm. about a year ago and you started sharing this issue. I was it was just I was blind to it. And now I'm so consumed with it to want to get the word out. Uh, It is sad that we have to do this, but we must we must we must do this.
2: If you are looking for an organization to volunteer with in your community, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. We also have some great relationships from Texas to New York to Iowa to Florida. Just email us at info, I-N-F-O, at 8 com. And we will um, send a name of an organization in or around your market that we know of or uh, one of our partners know of so you can uh, use your gifts. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, This has been a broadcast of eight days. I hope it's called Hope Rains. It's every Saturday. Whatever time you're listening to based on where you live in the country, that's what time we come on every single week. But if you are intrigued and want to go back and listen to some of the past broadcast, you can do that at 8daysofhope.com. Just click on the media uh, link and you can go back two years, Mike. Two years. Yeah, when we first started, when you were younger. <laughs> I didn't say young, right? We, we're, we're both around the same age these well, days. two but years is not I hear ago, isn't uh, Father, thank you so much for this morning, yes. Lord. I just pray that you are with the volunteers of Eight Days of Hope as they serve the Transformation Garden today. Father, we lift up Ann Reed and Transformation Garden, all the ministries that we partnered in the past, Elijah Rising, mm-hmm. The Refuge, yes. not today. Lord, bless them, bless their team, bless them financially, mm-hmm. help them as they look for ways to serve the brokenhearted. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank
2: you, brother. Love you, man. Love you, too. Good show. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
1: Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.